suck my asshole. Speaking of that, welcome, welcome. to uh... <laughs> It's your boy Slick Milk. Uh... There's Slick Milk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Kyle. I'm Zell. And uh, we're here to suck your ass. <laughs> say it one more time. Just say Ooh, it one more time. Suck your ass. And so, all the porn bots are uh, yeah. getting a comment now. They're activated. activated. Uh, so, uh, quick, quick, quick recap on last week. We did have some feedback from folks. Um, Mr. Zach Output suggested that we should watch Blue Valentine. Um, so we can slap that on the list. And also, uh, he said, Celestia knows what's real. Hashtag respect. Uh, right. And then Asian Dan says, in addition to being hilarious as always, this episode was extremely insightful. Enjoyed the tidbits about toxic and wrong behaviors being rewarded in relationship porn. And the part about the Little Mermaid was poggers. No, it has eyeballs, but yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I re-listened to or watched that episode earlier today. I was like, damn, I said about 10% of what I like prepared to like say i feel said. like that happens every single time i even like take notes and like mm-hmm. half of them i just don't even mention i feel like i could we could probably record for two or three hours sometimes sure like if we wanted to actually say it but i think just i think just uh a lot of our topics could end up spanning multiple episodes is is, is what it comes down yeah to. so sure. i was i was gonna pitch a, a rom-coms part too well, I mean, I really, I'm, down for that. I'm still of the opinion that like specific movies are something that we could hone in on. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this week we are going to be talking about uh, the booty and the beast. Tale as old as time, song um, as old as rhyme. Throw the that ass in the a beast. circle. There it is. Um, I don't believe that Angel in there <laughs> with that. Are you sure? Not positive, but I, I doubt it. I bet she would throw her ass in a circle. Murder, she wrote. Uh huh. Drop it down low. Mm hmm. Wet ass pussy. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Fucking cheers. Cheers to Angela Lansbury's wet ass pussy. Mm. <sighs> About yes. like a crime cheersing to <laughs> I feel like it's really set the tone for the episode. It has. So if we're already referring to a tea kettle's wet ass pussy, I think we're gonna get a yes. Just just as froggy. We're gonna I'm excited. have fun. I'm excited. Froggy? Sure. What is okay, sure. Fuck it. So um That's what was in my heart. Pussy. That's not the that's not. beauty no. and the beast. So <laughs> beauty and the beast is what we're talking about today. Um, last week, we, we really dove into, um, you know, like rom-coms or romantic movies in general and talked about how, you know, a lot of the things that they set up as like what an ideal relationship is supposed to be is problematic. And so after our main discussion we were just kind of shooting the shit chatting as we do and we're like yo we should fuck around with some disney movies because they do that shit all the time too there's a uh, upsetting amount of problematic relationships in disney movies exactly (laughs) it's made for kids yep 
And so we thought we would start with uh, Beauty and the Beast. And to start with, Gaston. <laughs> oh, Gaston. No one's neck is as thick as his. Yeah, it's a thick fucking neck. Holy Every shit. inch of him is covered in hair. It's so girthy. It's Nobody just... can spit like him either. Yeah, so that whole part, when he bit into a fucking belt and then just spat it out, what the fuck was that even supposed to show? I can eat belts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was turned on, weren't you? I mean, dripping it's out so of my wet-ass yeah. pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. I think that's like Beetlejuice for wet ass pussy for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Cardi B and Megan the Stallion are going to show up. God, that'd be amazing. Oh, haunt the house. Now, we would get some views, I think. Absolutely. Hopped like, in for a cameo on that. Just sopping all over the place. Um, just have a conversation about that WAP. Yeah, there you go. Hey, we're always welcome to have a conversation about that rap here on Hardly Knower. See this? Come talk to us. We'd have fun. Oh, absolutely. Did you guys see um, the Ben Shapiro remix of Wet Ass Pussy? I haven't. Oh, no. It's really good. It's, I. Good mm. as a bad good or like. Well, Basically, he read out the lyrics on his, I don't know if it's a podcast or his show, his talk show, whatever the fuck it is, his new show. We're not going to plug it, so we aren't even going to name it. Yeah, whatever his purpose. Yeah. And he uh, Uh, was reading the lyrics to Wet Ass Pussy, but obviously censoring it. So he'd be like, "Uh, this wet ass P word. (laughs) And somebody chopped his vocals up of just reading it and auto tuned it and put it on the actual beat. And it's, it's fucking hilarious. It's so good. good. Yeah. Highly recommended. What are we talking about? Beauty and the beast. (laughs) Beauty and the beast. Gaston. Oh yeah. We're talking about Gaston in general. Yeah, We got stuck on Gaston. So. I mean, how can you not? Gaston is a specimen of a man. He is. No, he's like handsome. Is he? He's painted as the villain of this entire movie, you know, because I mean, he is an asshole. He's absolutely an asshole in just like every narcissistic and like he's just a narcissist. Yeah, very much. His motivation is like it seems like he can get almost any girl in the village, including a set of triplets. But Mm -hmm. no, he must have Belle, the one woman that I can tell in the village is not into him. Exactly. Because she's the only one who is as beautiful as him. Mm -hmm. Like nobody else is pretty enough for him. And so the only reason that he wants to marry her is strictly for her looks. Yep. I imagine there's a touch of like, since that's the one woman he's been unable to obtain in the village, that's factors in his to desire factors th- in to his desire. Oh, absolutely. I think it does. I don't think that's initially what was the desire. I mean, obviously, but yeah, after that first rejection, he definitely oh. definitely gets really mad and like she will mm, be my yeah. wife, and like I'm gonna make this happen. And he even makes a whole plot to throw her father in the insane asylum, <laughs> which is fucked. He, and yeah, then be like, okay, up. cool. So like, uh. Yeah, let's get your dad taken away. But if you if you say that you'll marry me, like maybe I can talk to the guy and we can save your dad. Right. Yeah. This is a lot of that's a lot of scheming to like get a date. Oh, Which also yeah. like I don't know, going with the I guess like traditional 
like because he's clearly supposed to be like the traditional masculine man is what he's supposed to be he's your alpha male chad jock bros um and so <laughs> i love using those terms uh so um this fucking chad but that he also takes pride in doing things that are traditionally not so like scheming and plotting like he there's a whole mm. extra part of his song where it's like no one plots like gaston and it's yeah. like that's, that's okay. not really a like a like a proud thing you should be like no one backstabs bitches like <laughs> right but like he just doesn't care i guess as long as he gets what he wants right i mean when he goes to propose to bell Mm-hmm. He already has the wedding and guests and everything set up out back. Right. But it can just be shoved that direction. Like he's very, very, very self-centered again. Too. So so Gaston is what's set up as the villain and the kind of man that Belle or any young ladies watching should not want to get with, right? You shouldn't mm-hmm. want somebody that's pushy, that wants things only for themselves and whatever. And so they're setting up in comparison beast so what's up a with creature the so strike one not a human so yeah <laughs> right yeah that's a you know fair enough like if you were to like insta next if if the beast was to come off the next bus yeah and uh you wow, know freezing what what is this what late would 90s be, uh, what is happening early aughts uh what would be the beast's uh three facts is like fun facts what oh my gosh barb be... penis oh okay. no okay uh, like <laughs> no i can't even like fucking think after that why do you have to go that flair like that place I... words escape me <laughs> i broke your english fact? with the barbed penis <laughs> Okay, so we got one. One's good. All right, we got one. You guys can take the other two. Thanks. I really love sure to, to vacation in nap, please. And then, like, one really weird one, like, allergic to watermelon. Yeah, there we go. We filled out the three. Perfect. There you go. Excellent. So, and then if someone is to next him, like, he comes off the bus, uh, next. <laughs> like, I would get it. Like, he's a beast. Yeah. He's not human. I wouldn't want to date in a world where humans are what is. That's just what we have. <laughs> it's not like in, in in like Star Trek where it would be like shitty to be like, oh, you're not a human. But this world, it's just humans. If you date humans. something that's not a human, it's something wrong. That's, it's yeah. the humans and a beast also exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it's it. understandable to be like, is, is this is this. Tiptoe to bestiality. Yeah, beast is in the name. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that tiptoes. That's full on. That's in it. Yeah, that's in it. That is a plunge cannibal into the deep end right there. I wonder if whenever beast turned back into a human, Bell was just like, "Oh, thank God! I don't. (laughs) I was about to fuck an animal." Well, I mean, she fell in love with him before that, so I, I mean, know. Sure, yeah, I think was, she was into it. I think she was into it. I wonder if she, she makes was... him dress up as uh, in a fur suit. You know, yeah. I bet after this, like, she is real fucked up like that, mm-hmm. and like needs it. Yeah. I'm thinking about this too hard. Um, oh, so- <laughs> no, yeah. Don't explain. Don't elaborate. Just press forward crazy, to the next thing. Crazy. So, in comparison to Gaston. Only cares about himself. Both uh, hairy, though, apparently. Both I mean, hairy. They're both covered in hair. Both physically powerful, strong I men. must stand a f- hairy king. Good. 
good. Um, <laughs> Sean is a very hairy man, if that wasn't yeah. evident. <laughs> I'm glad to be represented in uh, kids' media. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, Beast. So when I when we first decided that we were going to watch this, I was like, this is a Stockholm Syndrome situation. And this is like a cold, calcula- calculating asshole that like has this young girl kept against her will. She eventually develops feelings for him, but he is essentially like the, like, I, I don't know, mastermind isn't quite the word, but you know, like he, he is the one right. that is in charge and whatever. But rewatching it, um, this bitch has the mind of an eleven-year-old. Right. Uh, well, I mean, we discussed. Well, did we this- determine that? Well, yeah, because we discussed this a little, uh, maybe a little bit after, uh, before you you popped in. But the whole beginning part of of the intro is telling you, you know, in a narrative, how the beast came to be the beast that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we discover that he was? Oh, and it was. They said by. They said ten. 20- yeah. They said by so the first clue we get is that it says by his twenty first birthday he has to fall in love, and then the second clue that you get there is when they're singing a song and say that they've been like they've been stuck like this for ten years. So he was he, like the kid was so he was a kid. Nothing, yeah. He would have only been eleven years old when this enchantress decided to 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 doom him and his entire castle. Yeah, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Right, 10 or 11 years old. So, like, two fucked up things about that. One, I'm wrong in the fact that he's not some calculating asshole. He's right. just a kid who doesn't... Who never got to grow up properly. Exactly. His parent, his parental figures weren't there. He yeah. was they raised turned by... turned into chairs, or they, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they already dead. Yeah. And, like, uh, Lumiere and uh, Clogsworth were, like... His parental figures and Miss exactly. Potts, like they were already like, like kind of like Alfred the Batman in yeah. his existence. Exactly. So they were the caretakers for him, um, and they did their best. But I mean, a kid going through this kind of trauma at ten or eleven years old, changing into a not human, you know, right. is bound it's to have traumatic. fucking issues. You know. So how fucked up is it that a the uh, enchantress would uh? Turn a child into a beast right. uh, for a slight, like just like saying something kind of rude. <laughs> like, I don't want you sleeping in my castle. Like, that's like, that's, that's a kid thing to say. Yeah. And from what I remember, uh, not only that, the, the enchantress like put on a glamour to make her look uglier. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, because, like, after he insulted her, she's like, just kidding, I'm beautiful. Yeah. Should have talked shit. You're a beast. And also, your employees? Also, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. And including, the decoration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> including children that live there because their parents were yeah, employees. Chip. Fucking Chip is just a goddamn servant child. Like, his, his yeah. mom worked there, and he, he just happened to be born. And this poor bastard. And all of You're his, which, by the way, now. weird thing. Whenever Chip had to go back into the cupboard, they're like, go there with the rest of your brothers and sisters that look identical to Chip and don't that. say anything. They look like corpses. Like, <laughs> And where are they when it, when everybody comes back to life? They're, yeah. kids. they're dead. That's what it is. He has to go sleep with the <laughs> corpses of his siblings. <laughs> Obviously, like, there's some, like, characters like Lumiere, Clogs with Miss Potts, Chip, uh... 
oh, like the wardrobe, I guess. Like some of those characters are definitely like humans turned sentient. Yes. But like there was like the ratio of like items doing shit. Like every knife, mm-hmm. like on um, Be Our Guest, every piece of cutlery was like dancing you know, and shit. The end so tables and shit. Did like, she come to like for things? Yeah. Did the sorcerer's uh, enchantress? Did she like grant sentience to these like inanimate objects, only for it to be ripped away when uh, the beast falls in love? Or yeah, were there just well, that it many seems people? like that. Well, I don't think it's that many people. I think just like everything is is different because even there's one moment where Chip is like going to bed or something, and the table that they're on like uncurls mm-hmm. and get down, but that's not a person. Like that's just one of one of the things. Yeah, only a handful of them come back to life in the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So what a bizarre, what a bizarre uh, spell to cast on a child. So, yeah, and the enchantress is terrible. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, OK, so so this child called her ugly and said, you can't stay in my castle, which like, all right, fucked up. But also children do that all the time right Maybe. all and those stranger danger, danger and you like, should tell people don't sleep at my house like, <laughs> what no go what how did you even find because nobody even knows where this castle is 10 years later mm-hmm. so like i mean if somebody walks up and you're not used to anybody literally anybody in the area knowing where your castle is what's gonna make you let this woman in also since there was no mention of the parents at the beginning of the story as well i'm to assume they're already gone or dead so this poor kid is living by himself raised by the caretakers a woman a grown-ass woman shows up insists to stay in his house he says no and she (laughs) curses him and his entire stuff and and furniture and completely redecorates the entire castle with motives of scary yeah there's motives of beasts like the doors are all like beasts like that look like his face he's just Mm -hmm. constantly reminded that like i'm not anymore imagine having that much magic power and using it to (laughs) fuck with an 11 year old (laughs) fuck you kid what are you me I could see it. I could see it. Honestly, though, I can kind of relate with sorceress. Uh, no, like, <laughs> fuck you, kid. Like, shit. <laughs> so, dark. yeah, I wanted to. I, I I wanted this to be a hardly nowhere episode. Why did that dip out? A hardly nowhere episode where I just like shit on uh, beast all the time, but. No, Given the I circumstances, like I, can't. I can't. Like, yeah. I, I can't do it. You know, like, he definitely like he fucks up some issues and definitely goes about the relationship the wrong way. I mean, he wouldn't have even let Belle stay in the castle unless Lumiere had been like, hey, like let's give her a room and not make her stay up in this like dusty, like cell. Like he would have just let her brought there to die if yep. if nothing else had happened. And then but, on the yeah. first night that she's even there he's talking to everybody about like oh like i'm gonna marry her i'm gonna be with her and it's well he also has not talked to so one he was changed before puberty so he never really got to like fully understand that two he fucking like he hasn't seen a human as far as we know before maurice huh his friend's a candle Exactly. His like closest friends are inanimate What's objects. He to do? 
And so, like, he has no idea how to talk to other people or, like, what they need other than, like, he's the only one that's ever had to eat food, right? So all of the food and shit they just make for him because he just eats, you know, gruel or whatever because he's a beast. But, yeah. like, even whenever he was a, being, a, like, a big old bitch about shit and was like, you know, she doesn't get to eat if she doesn't want to eat with me. Obviously bad. Also... He hasn't had to take care of another human being ever. I know. When, <laughs> I know. I know. And when you look at it this way, instead of just like growing up and thinking like, oh, Stockholm Syndrome, like this guy's just trying to whatever, for right. sure. I'm just, just bringing it up as a point. It's still, yeah, it's fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is pretty bad. But I think viewing it with the lens of like, oh, this is a child who has now spent half his life as a beast yeah, it's exactly. easier to like have some sympathy for him because he's like uh, sure. he's like 10 or 11 when this should happen he was a kid he doesn't really know how to deal with humans and stuff well, like props to it's bell because like because bell teaches him how to like eat from like a spoon like at the end you can see him actually mm-hmm. using a spoon and it looks like she teaches him like just how to function like an adult and like care about himself like big props to bell for like for sure kind of like doing like a second raising of beast i'd like to throw it fucking sorry i'd like to throw it a pitch yeah uh in the beginning i think we all were kind of like going in expect this to be like stockholm syndrome when they're Mm -hmm. like it, it might be more of a florence nightingale situation You think you think oh, this right? is Bell grooming the the childlike minded? No. Wait, oh, what do you think oh, Florence Nightingale is? Oh, I don't know what it means. I, have, I, don't, I that's why I said elaborate, please. So wait, what oh is, sorry, what is this uh, idea though. Florence Nightingale is the story of like a nurse that her, uh, heals someone back to full, like completely like helpless, nurses them back to health, and falls in love in that process. And it's gets like, off on that. Yeah, it's cited in like Back to the Future where like uh George McFly gets hit by the car and Lorraine oh, that, this is back absolutely, to help. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. well yeah. So I think oh, it's sure. it learns leans more in that direction. I think after so. The I think so. Sure. Her, she falls in love because like she helps him kind of regain his humanity. Well, and like the first time that they ever really like are even like friends or even connect is because she's taking care of him after the wolf attack when mm-hmm. she like runs off and tries to run away well it's also Um, a a show of his vulnerability instead of mm -hmm. him just being a fucking cunt the whole time right so like that's nice and it like that vulnerability shows humanity instead of just like a beast who like a beast in when uh confronted with a human is always just attack right there 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 is no vulnerability in a beast unless you you kill it right and so this is the first time that she's seen any level of him giving a fucking shit about anything other than himself right right sorry i the 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 nightingale thing i was i was thinking of um a serial killer woman (laughs) who pretended to be a uh who pretended to be a nurse and would like get sexual gratification from keeping people on the verge between life and death. Oh, oh. yeah, different yeah, nurses involved that. with both, but a different nurse, very different thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking of like a more like a like a predatory kind of thing, just because he does kind of act like a child. He, well, he you know? does. Like, I mean, the temper tantrums and just the way that he you know talks to people, the way that he is self centered and throws tantrums and. Sure. 
um but has like he's oh not look, a you child. can't see this don't do this like no but you know, he was turned he, not but he was turned as a child and i don't think especially not having anybody his age mm-hmm. growing yeah. up with and also not having anybody really to show him how to keep going into puberty that he never got to really have right i mean it makes sense that you would kind of be stuck in it in a childlike mind mindset mm-hmm. unless you if had somebody who was your age and so i think definitely bell being there again mm. hats off to bell because she was the one who could like show him like hey like this is how we act <laughs> like right yeah not we only can't, we can't like... be 10 anymore not only did he like kind of stop aging like like a human, I think he probably started leaning into his like more bestial uh, like instincts. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can see him like pacing like more of like a beast sometimes, and the way that he reacts and huffs and puffs and and does things his like hackles. He, I love hackles. the fact that his hackles come up. That was cute. Um, but yeah, he he how he ate acts and eats. Yeah. yeah, the way he ate. Just mm-hmm. shoving his after ten years of being a beast, he kind of mm-hmm. looks like he he was more beast than man when Bell showed up, and then like mm-hmm. throughout their uh, her being there and influencing him, he started like again, like I said, kind of regaining his humanity. Right. So as far as like characteristics of beast, because we're 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 like the movie literally puts. Gaston and Beast up against each other in like a comparative kind of light, especially at the end, right? So like, what what is Beast like? Like I'm trying, like I'm trying to think. Like he's, I mean, the obvious the obvious things are the things that he shares with Gaston. He's big. He's strong. He is hairy. Uh, He has a barbed penis like Gaston. Um, He. Where did Gaston get a barbed penis from? Yeah, elaborate. My favorite reaction of yours, uh, Zell, is whenever I say something and you do. <laughs> there could I'm be a compilation. Happy. There could be a compilation <laughs> of me just doing that, like on here and like on my stream and on our join yes. stuff. Like there could be a compilation of me just being disappointed oh utterly God. disappointed it's like viewers you have a project <laughs> it's like shock dismay <laughs> disappointment all in one small head turn i'm just <laughs> cheers huh. fucking cheers i was so we all watched this movie right before we started filming this so um if I don't know if I'm going to or not, but if I intersperse clips here and there, uh, that's where that's from. If not, ignore it. Whatever. Um, but I'm a little sloshed. I'm a little <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, uh, fucking hey. Fucking shit. Oh, I was in the middle of making a drink. I should have cheers. Uh, well, double drink is fine. Double drink. Um got you so beast what else is he like other than his barbed dick so uh, we also have to fill out a uh, another round of a uh, next facts as he's coming off the bus well wait what were, what were the other two that you guys did like I did small animals okay he really likes the birds he does it, he does I, like it's birds. really cute 
when like all the birds are on him after mm-hmm. he barely got the one and they're all just like chilling Beef. he's like i don't know what did he before his transformation he was a classically trained pianist penis pianist mm, i'm sorry i tried really hard to pronounce it like <laughs> very specifically to avoid that but it's this show so it is penis so, penis penis welcome penis, to penis, another penis. round of porn bots. <laughs> We actually didn't get any last round. I saw there was. We're not doing good enough. Then. I know. We well, it's funny because last week I said penis, 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 vagina, anus, and like we still didn't. So I don't know. What do we need to do? I mean, we we. No, we don't want it. We don't want porn bots. Oh. <laughs> <What are> you... <laughs> I feel like it's a sign of success, though. Like it's not. Like we're, we're raunchy enough that they care. <laughs> Title of the episode: uh, Hairy guy. <laughs> two hairy men and a bookworm oh there we go you won't believe what happens next (laughs) (laughs) i'm naming it that that's what this episode is gonna be called perfect i'm glad i could uh, at least uh, you know include the runway for that (laughs) yeah no it's good it's great it's good and great so <laughs> yes uh other than being in the circumstances that he's in is there anything mm-hmm. unique about I, I don't know like i'm just trying to think of like other than the fact that he was like rich and he was put in a fucked situation that she was able to get him out of are there reasons why she likes him, or is it is no, it centered around the fact well, that there's she... something sweet and it, it, almost it, kind? Okay, I'm so mad at you, <laughs> Kyle. You know, uh, for a lot of people, cash rules everything around me. Cream, Cream get the money. Dollar, 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 before. Before. Yeah, and you must listen to Angela Ansberry when it comes to that sort of thing. No, I suppose. And her wet ass pussy. So mm-hmm. ding ding ding. Hopefully that will get Angela Lansbury's wet ass pussy will hopefully get the porn bots back on. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so be nothing without them. I thought I was gonna go again. I thought I was gonna go into this and be like, well. Things would have been better if he hadn't done this or this, or if they had portrayed this in this way or something along those lines. Really, the only thing I would change, or I don't even know if I would change it, I would I would just make the Enchantress actually be a villain in this because she is sure. very is clearly the villain. the villain of this 100%. movie. Yeah, like, she caused every like none of this would have happened. People would not have died. So many people died because of this. <laughs> the fight like, scene. The, in the fight scene. In the fucking fight scene, the the wardrobe jumps on somebody, and for like three scenes, you go back and you see the dead body like mm-hmm. in the ground. Like well, she jumped like, from the second story. Yeah, Gaston yeah. dead. Like mm-hmm. uh, multiple people. So many people died because she made this man a beast. Cogsworth had a gun. Child, I, I don't know. 
something I clocked that uh, I never clocked before watching this was there was a scene where they like they're walking down a hallway with like a suits of armor, and it was either Lumiere or Cogsworth like says something and commands almost the suits of armor, and they all move. Like this they, they shuffle a bit. Yeah, uh, they could have like summoned just suits of armor to, to kill murder. all of those people but instead yeah. they decided to take it upon themselves yeah because they oh, haven't so killed them so long since they've taken a life <laughs> they just want to feel alive again exactly the best way to feel alive is by taking the life from another don't quote me on that I don't no, that's, <laughs> uh, you're quoting uh, Zodiac or whomever yeah Oh, shit. That was yeah. one of his word searches he sent out, I think. So those weren't people. Those were absolutely just like enchanted items that were brought back because like none of those people came back. Right. And those were probably decorations that existed beforehand. So mm-hmm. the Enchantress is awful. I wish she played a bigger part in this movie because Instead of just being I mean, the most a plot device. Her. She's a plot device and that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, uh, you could have easily. I think if this was written today, you really could have had her kind of in league with Gaston towards the end. Sure, absolutely. You could have written it in like she and Gaston were like, or she, or she they belong him. together. They belong together. Sure. Yeah. Or she like recruits Gaston to you know carry out her will of being against this fucking ten year old that slighted her a decade right. ago. Yeah. You know? So she's um, he, clearly she is a monster, but you could yes. you could very easily write in that like through her magic, sh- she's like still like keeping tabs on the beast, mm-hmm. and like she, when she realizes that Bell might be able to break the curse, the she was like, spell, "Oh fuck no, <laughs> that ten year old kid that called yeah, me that, ugly." It really fuck does up. cut it close at the end too, though. Where mm-hmm. like not only is he turning twenty one, but dying on his birthday. Like, yep. Hey, what 21st. a way to wrap it up. Yep. And uh, it should be it in with a bar crawl. This is one of the only times I will say a movie should be more like the Shrek franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay, defend yourself. Elaborate. Sir. Because the Enchantress would be like, a fantastic villain in the similar style as the fairy godmother in Shrek 2. Yeah, you know what I do. That would be great. Like a snooty, a snooty bitch who like has her prized possession son, which it wouldn't be a son, but it would be Gaston who would be used as her like prodigal son, her, you know, pretend son. All right, let's just tell Disney how how to to write. Yeah. Uh, Or even, who, who even like originally did Beauty and the Beast? Was that the Grimm's? Not yeah, I, I think it was originally a Grimm's fairy tale. So it was a folklore was thing. Grimm's. Was it not? Grimm's. Was that Hans? Christian Anderson? Who was it? Who who I fucking came up with Beauty and the Beast? I don't know. It's bothering some, me. Some dude. I like your football shirt. Ah, uh, yes. Football goal. Goal. I don't know anything about soccer. Yeah, and big shout out to West Ham United to win their match today against Aston Villa. Oh, cheers! It's plates on the table, baby. I don't know what that means, but that's great news it, if you like it them. It is good. It's very good. 
is your beloved excited as well? Is she also for that team? Very much so. Oh, well, I mean, that's kind of how I got sure. into it. Yeah. Gotcha. How how is she doing? She doing well? Is all well? I have a yeah. Sarah, you good? She's good. <laughs> Tell her say hi. Kyle says hi. Ooh, yeah. Heard that pretty well. Next week. <laughs> sure. I'm down. Yeah, we can do Tangled next, next, next week. week. Yeah, that is definitely. It's actually, you know what? That one is Grimm's. Well, that's kind of what we're talking. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're reassessing all of that. Uh, yeah, no, Tangled next week would be great. I think it. And it's like flips it on the script because that's not like a romantic relationship, but like it's still a relationship. And also, we can explore the relationships there and just see how they how they measure up. Well, I mean, we've talked about the other relationships. Like, I mean, Gaston was not. Mm -hmm. Let's just say though, uh, Lumiere and the um, the duster, the feather duster. Yeah, they have the only good relationship in the entire show. He nuts in her on the daily. Like, they've got such a good relationship. Like, that's. That oh, yeah. relationship goals right there. Is They're cute. And, and they fuck a lot. I love that. Lumiere is one of my favorite Disney characters of all Relationship time. goals. Cute and fuck a lot. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Like, they just have fun and they fuck. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I regret not mentioning it last week, but I, I'm going to throw it now. Uh, and I got so close to it. I referenced the series. Fucking the Adams family. Mm. Gomez and Morticia. Mm-hmm. Cute and fuck a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is like one of the most relationship goals couples of all. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And even like the fucking 50s, absolutely. they were like. They just love and adore each other so mm-hmm. much and they support mm-hmm. each other and they just. I'm about it. It's I would great. argue probably one of, if not the healthiest relationships in all of pop culture. You know, and that actually. Yeah, that also calls back to another thing that we talked about, how like sometimes bringing in a bit of fantasy or sci-fi or whatever can help illuminate the real world in a better way. We were talking about Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind before, but Adam's family is is horror fantasy, um, but still shows a happier and more loving relationship than most media. I think, yeah, because the Adam's family was in the 50s mm-hmm. and I can't think of like the next time like a really good like that healthy of a relationship a really true healthy happy relationship yeah yep no. well because there were so many jokes that were popularized in 60s 70s fucking 80s 90s and a little bit even now where it's still it's still funny to be like oh the old ball and chain like right. I hate that like I agree. It's realm of awful. jokes. Don't get married if you hate your wife. Like what? Is, <laughs> like I'm confused. Right? You know, like, I'm going back to the old woman. Like why yeah. is it such a chore? Why I sometimes stay later at work so I don't have to hear the nagging. Like why? Right. Why are you with this person? Like why are you bragging about disliking your spouse? Exactly. So much? Or, you know, like my husband's the reason I drink. Yeah, you got the counterbalance too. Because you know, it also, like it's not, yeah. it's not fair and it's not funny. Yeah, it would be one thing if it were funny. 
Right, mm-hmm. but it's Which not. It's not. <laughs> it's one of the most hack comedy bits. Uh-huh, ever I hate existed. the person I live with and made a vow to to love. Like, <laughs> that's the most tired ass comedy routine that's ever existed. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, you, if that is your premise of your like any bit of comedy, uh, get out of the game. You're not funny. That shit's so fucking played out. Yeah. Right? So. Beauty Hello. and the Beast. The Beauty Beast, and the Beast. Hotel, the Candleman and the Clock Guy. Yes. I don't have anything else to add about Beauty and the Beast. Do you guys have anything? Cool. Yeah. Who are your favorite characters? Ooh. After rewatching, I like Beast a lot more. <laughs> I do too. Rewatching I agree, it I agree. now, under, especially under the scope that we were looking at it for sure. Yep. I like Beast a lot more. And his character now, like realizing what I do, and like especially like realizing he was 10 or 11, like. <laughs> I feel like if I had made that realization before, like I would have never gone with the whole Stockholm syndrome, even idea. Once you realize that, like, this is the way that he acts because this is what he knows. I mean, he's never given a different opportunity. Yeah, you uh, coming to that realization definitely like changed my view of the like film entirely. Mm -hmm. Now I also I view him as just as much a victim as anyone else because. Because yeah, smell. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, the Beast is definitely a favorite character of mine. I don't like. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just I just don't like kids. I just don't like Chip that much. Um, but that, that wasn't the question. Um, Chip is kind of uh, annoying. Uh, Maurice. I like Maurice a lot. Maurice is great. I, I do like Maurice a lot. Bell's love, dad is a sweet. I like the bookshop guy. Sure, he's nice. Gave a book. Gave the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not in the riot, and he, which was nice. He was not in the riot. He wasn't making fun of her. Like mm-hmm. he was just there to like yeah. give he, her books and not like judge her for it. Yeah, right. he seemed to be like of the town folk, like the one to like really get her. Sure. Yeah. Because he but tried. I mean, also, he's also into like the same stuff, like sure. reading. Right. And and even Gaston says, like, you know, women shouldn't read because then they have thoughts and ideas, you know? Right. That's um, problematic. So like, like, I feel have. like the whole town, I don't know, I don't know what year this is supposed to take place, but I feel like in whatever era that this takes place, like reading is not supposed to be for women. It's at least not popularized. And it, or enough. it's not popularized. Yeah. It's not I assume like it's like okay. And Late 19th century France, I think. But they have a library in this small town. So it's like... Well, I think that's also to feed Belle. I think sure. That's supposed to show that she's yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. So, a thing that I'm stealing from another podcast, because Uh-oh. it's allowed. <laughs> what is one good or nice thing that has happened to you since the last time that we filmed together. I had Thanksgiving with, uh, that's good. Uh, it kept it real low key. It was, uh, just my parents, my sister, my partner and I nice. Good. So good. We, like we did a good job to like, keep it like safe. Yeah. 
Good. But good, I was good, a nice. Uh, my sister doesn't live in the states, so unfortunately, I had to travel. But she had to like. She was good about. She's also traveling from a place in the country that's handled it better than here. So oh, well, she's safe going back there. Texas is a shit show. I think are are we we're we're like neck and neck with California, which is bad because California is both yeah, larger both and has more people. So you're supposed to not talk about it. Pretend like it doesn't exist. It's happening. The whole thing, the like the the worldwide thing that's been happening for like a yeah. year. Man, I'm uh, fucking tired of it. Why can't everybody just listen? Because they're just awful. Put your masks on and stay home and stop going out to fucking parties and bars. I know. I why? <sighs> yeah, I don't. Know. I got. I got no so answer for why you. Why are people so selfish? Yeah. Like, why is it so much like my personal liberties and don't love like? That's exactly it. That's why. It's about been... you. The mask isn't even to protect you. It's to protect other people from you. You nasty bitch. Well, that's, that's where the flaw in the strategy goes because uh, people are not very concerned with protecting others. It causes them uh, to look beyond their own nose, so they're not going to do it. Even nose if you don't wear the mask. We should have done. We should have done better marketing in that, like. Oh, COVID is uh, transmitted through being spotted on surveillance. So if you can obscure your face, you no, know, I think that's the way we need to sell it to people. Bill actually, Gates be like, really wants to know your face and your mouth. Sure. So uh, that's the way we need to sell it. Just say like there's surveillance cameras everywhere. Like your mm-hmm. phone is already listening to you wearing the mask. It's just one other, you know, way that I protect myself. I don't need them watching me anymore. Yeah, if it was pitched in that manner, I think uh, more people would be adhering to it. But or at least the people that aren't adhering to it now, which are the Q and O. Yeah, I think the other people would just be doing it because of like you know, you know, it's because it's common, reasonable. decent, reasonable. Yeah, thing to do. yeah. And to people who hold degrees and have gone to school for years and years and years. Yeah, but like oh, you know what? You matters? googled a couple of things, so like let's listen to that. Yeah, I read something on Reddit that says that, uh, you know, <laughs> all of it is a hoax. So, you know, fuck it. Must it must be true. Must be true. Yeah, must be true. Um, I, my nice thing that has happened since the last time that we recorded, uh, I released my first episode of Bones Malone, which I am super proud of. It's a web hey. series about Fallout New Vegas. Uh, super fun shit. Zelestia is actually one of the voice actresses that is involved in the project, uh, and it was received really well. So I'm excited to uh, keep working on future episodes of the project. So I was very, very happy for that. Also, raised over a thousand dollars for charity, so that was dope. I was oh, working yeah. with StackUp.org, um, did a did a little charity fundraiser, and we raised a shit ton of money. So those are some nice things that I did in the last week. What about you, Zell? Uh, the last in the last week, I'm gonna go with yeah, the charity for sure. That has been the fucking highlight of my month. You raised it's fucking raising, what twelve hundred? Twelve hundred dollars. Right? Yeah, fucking last baller. night tonight. I mean, those who are seeing it, it was sure tonight. But yeah, the last night is tonight, so I'm really excited to see what we do in our last little push. Super proud of it. And, That's awesome. Uh, even if we don't get anywhere further, we still raised more than I could have ever imagined. So I'm just, sure, I'm, I'm really stoked about that. Hell yeah. Well, cool. I just, I don't know. I saw it on a, on another podcast and I was like, you know what? That's really nice. And it's like a little personal element. And it also kind of brings everything back to like a nice moment at the end of our, our discussion. And I think that's pleasant. 
I'm into it. Fuck yeah, titties. <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah, titties. All right, well, that uh, I stream on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. PST and Sunday at 4 p.m. PST. Uh, Twitch TV, Doc Celestia. Mostly we're just playing Skyrim, hanging out, chatting, and if you want to come hang out, it'd be really cool to meet you. Fuck yeah. yeah. I also uh, stream on the Twitch uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I have another podcast that actually does shit live because it doesn't talk about penis and vagina. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time called The Super Sesh. We talk about nerd shit there. Um, and then obviously also here on the yeah, YouTube, I we post all kinds of cool shit. So make sure you subscribe and like this. I had some thoughts about your most recent episode on that. About oh, about Tokyo Drift. We will discuss yeah, I that. Had some later. Thoughts. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> all right. So um thank you everyone for watching, especially uh all of you guys that are already following and subscribing. You guys are up on the screen right Ooh. now. Thank you so fucking much. Uh we will see you guys next week with our next episode. Um, and I don't think i have any other things that i have to say at the end of this so fuck yeah as always thank you so much for being a part of hardly nowhere i love the fuck out of both of my co-hosts uh cheers you beautiful bastards cheers